0: Gone are the white vestments of Christmas and the lively green of ordinary time. Gone are the flowers that adorned our sanctuary. Gone are the ashes that marked our foreheads. And gone are the allelujahs and the glory we sang with praise in our liturgies. And we gather at the threshold of our Lenten season on this first Sunday of Lent. And so it is that each year, during the first Sunday in Lent, Church gives us the passage of Scripture that recounts the Holy Spirit leading Jesus into the desert for 40 days, where he was tempted by the devil. But to realize the significance of this, we have to look at where this piece of Scripture appears. For up to this point in Luke's Gospel, Jesus has not yet begun his ministry. No healing, no cures, no miracles, and no disciples. Rather, Jesus breaks from any Jewish tradition and heads to the Jordan River, trying to go what was then a pagan ritual, and is baptized by John whereby the heavens open up and Christ is filled with the Holy Spirit, and he hears a voice call him Beloved Son, by one who is pleased. And from there, the Holy Spirit leads Jesus into the desert. Teresa and I head to Albuquerque a few times a year to see our son and beautiful daughter-in-law. That high desert area is an incredible land. The surrounding mountain ranges and vast sky Serve as God's canvas as each sunrise and sunset paints an incredible scene. During the day, you're careful to carry water with you, for it does not take long for the dry, arid air to leave you parched and hungering for thirst. Walk a short distance, nothing looks familiar. Walk further into the wilderness, and it becomes a dangerous land. But It seems clear that before Jesus could begin his ministry, he needed time and such kind of space. He needed to go to a place in solitude that was without distractions. He needed to wrestle the same temptations we face of power, possessions, and prestige. And only after all that and more, during those forty days of fasting and prayer, does he have the clarity to head back to Galilee and begin teaching in the synagogues where all came to listen. And so, We, too, have begun our 40-day journey into our personal deserts, where we're called to that space where we are barren, where we hunger for thirst, and where we are called to take the time to look around, to identify our own emptiness, and to answer the mantra of Jesus to repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. No, that doesn't mean that you need to walk around in sackcloth and ashes while beating upon your breasts in order to show everyone how mournful and contrite you are for your sins. Rather, we're being called to do something much more difficult than that. For the repent that Jesus talks about means to turn oneself around, to change one's view point, viewpoint, to change the way we think, to rid ourselves of our ego. For the three temptations that were recorded, See, Luke implies that there were others. They're all really fed by our sense of self. We're tempted to fill our emptiness with stuff by gathering more and more possessions, hoping that our thirst, our pain, our barrenness will go away. We focus on power and control and self-satisfaction, for if it feels good, it must be good. And we foster a society that holds in esteem those who have climbed to the heights of what society has defined as success. Indeed, we're tempted to play games with what we say versus what we do, where we speak of our love for God, but are focused on what's in it for me first, where perhaps we come for ashes on Wednesday, and by today we're not really interested in doing the necessary desert work that we're called to do during Lent, where maybe at times we're tempted to climb the socially desirable ladders as an attempt to reach our personal pinnacles versus staying grounded and facing a process that redeems and transforms us completely. But Christ came not to start a new religion, but to end the status quo. He did this by challenging us to move away from the addiction we have to the way we think and the way we judge, away from the temptations we have, the same temptations that he had. But all that's not easy. And today's gospel teaches us that transformation requires the desert and the wilderness and the barrenness we find in our lives. And what does that transformation sound like? Well, listen to the first words of Christ as he came out of the desert. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor, liberty to the captives, sight to the blind, and to let the oppressed go free. He was defining his ministry. He was defining what we are called to do and it had to have sounded as radical then as it does today. So as we have begun our 40 days of Lent, for some of us we will build an artificial desert by what we give up for Lent, thereby creating the needed empty space and time, while others may already find themselves in their own personal desert. Perhaps it's dealing with an illness or death of a loved one, loss of a job, facing addictions, and the list goes on. Either way, we have this incredible gift of time called Lent, to examine our lives, our direction, our struggles, and using the gifts of the Holy Spirit to make the time necessary in order to focus on turning ourselves around. Over the next 40 days, God's grace through nature will feed that drab desert ground in Albuquerque, and by Easter, it will be ablaze with life and color. Lent is a time and an opportunity for that renewal and fresh growth to take place in our own hearts and our soul. So go guided by the Holy Spirit. May our Lenten journeys be filled with desert space and time so that we may be open to hear God's nurturing call. May we have the grace and wisdom to face the same temptations of power, prestige, and possessions that Christ faced in the desert and to be open to transformation. And during this Lent, may we have the courage to face ourselves, to see our weak places, to touch our wounds, and be determined to repent, to turn around, and indeed believe the good news that the kingdom of God is truly at hand.